Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even senior Republican senators explained why Donald Trump was responsible for the riots that trashed the U.S. Capitol on January 6. There's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. And then they voted to acquit the former president. The yeas are 57, the nays are 43, uh, two-thirds of the senators present not having voted guilty. The Senate judges that the respondent, Donald John Trump, former president of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the article of impeachment. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. And in this episode of Teka Teka, we talk about Trump's second impeachment, what happened, and what are the implications of his acquittal moving forward. In this episode, we are joined by Carl Javier. Hello. By now, everybody knows the headline that Donald Trump has been acquitted. And yet, some of us may have already also heard Senator Mitch McConnell. And what was weird was, if you listen to McConnell's speech explaining his vote to acquit Trump, Mm -hmm. in the first part, you actually hear him explaining why Donald Trump, you would have presumed, should have been found guilty. The people who stormed this building believed they were acting on the wishes and instructions of their president. And having that belief was a foreseeable consequence of the growing crescendo of false statements, conspiracy theories, and reckless hyperbole, which the defeated president kept shouting into the largest megaphone on planet Earth. Right after the Capitol riots, McConnell made statements McConnell's wife, who was a member of Donald Trump's cabinet, was among uh, the officials who resigned in reaction to those riots. And yet, the Democrats were unable to muster up enough votes from the Republicans to convict him. And I think what's going through a lot of minds, syempre yung, bakit pa nila inimpeach kung alam naman nila na hindi nila convict si Trump? Especially given that he was impeached before, walang nangyari, and in fact, mas na-emboldened pa si Trump. The second time around, hindi naman nagbago yung political landscape. Um, in fact, mas aggressive pa nga yung political right. Let's just emphasize the context here of why Mitch McConnell is so important. Si McConnell is, for the last few years, he was the Senate Majority Leader. And he's still seen as, apart from Donald Trump, one of the most powerful Republicans. And if you consider na si Trump is, you know, a more extreme Republican, si McConnell, naninindigan siyang conservative Republican. Yun yung traditional stream of Republican. And si McConnell is trying to stay within that stream of, kasi 
Republicans are supposed to be socially and politically conservative, economically believing in like uh, trickle-down economics. But we're also at a juncture where the Republican Party is starting to change. And that's why I think that speech represents that weird schism sa kanila na on one side, they're calling to hold him accountable. But on the other side, they acquitted him. So, Carl, let's talk about those interests. Ano nga pa yung interest ng Republican Party here? One of the, these considerations here is right after the elections, there was word before capital, the Capitol riots, but after the results of the elections, that Trump was positioning to buy a media company so that he could continue to expand. And there was discussion about how there could be a breakaway from the Republican Party that represents these more aggressive far-right concerns. So basically, the Republicans understand that Donald Trump appeals to a particular and more extreme Republican vote. In a way, you've seen this before, not in Donald Trump, but in Sarah Palin, who ran as vice president under John McCain in that ticket that was defeated by Barack Obama. And we remember Sarah Palin as somebody who really captured the imagination of that same demographic, more of Middle America, although she came from Alaska, and really expressing some of the most deep-seated fears that a more politically correct politician, whether Democrat or Republican, cannot say out loud. And let's remember, Sarah Palin eventually set up what was referred to as the Tea Party, mm-hmm. which really was, at best for the Republicans, a particular unit that appeals to the far right, but at a certain point was starting to fracture the Republican Party and something that was threatening to uh, plant the seeds and the imagination for what if we have our own party. Yeah, and if we take note of the context of this impeachment, you can see the fractures. So, for example, number three in the Republican leadership, Liz Cheney, sided with Democrats to impeach Trump and was immediately attacked by Representative Mark Gates of Florida. So, you see that there's that conservative versus that far-right individual, and they control this level of power. At at the Senate, there's Josh Hawley, who represents these far-right views. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been famous for the last couple of weeks for her QAnon beliefs. So the Republicans are really seeing how their party is being tested by their acceptance of these. And in fact, uh, you have high-profile Republicans like Mitt Romney saying that the Republican Party is not a big enough party to take in those extremist views. And yet, this is how the impeachment trial has turned out. Malinaw yung dilemma ng mga Republican kung bakit ayaw nilang banggain si Trump. Because essentially, Trump can basically target you mm-hmm. and tell his followers, ah, itong taong to, traitor yan sa mga Republicans. Mm-hmm. So, wag niyong susuportahan yan. So, they're just like any politician even here in the Philippines yes. or anywhere in the world. So, that's clear. Now, we understand why it was not so easy to vote to convict Trump. They need to preserve those votes. Yes. And of course, the impeachment is a political exercise. Unlike in the U.S. where there is a jury system, here it's a totally different animal. And so there are a lot of things driving their decisions. Why then these strong words 
still saying we will not vote to convict Trump, but we believe he is responsible. Why did then they say that we are only acquitting on a technicality? The technicality being he is an ex-president. There's speculation of Mitch McConnell's intentions here. In particular, his speech supposedly is driven by appeasing donors who are anti-Trump, who want to see the Republican Party break ranks from Trump. At the same time, most of these senators who are not from the hard right, they want to have an excuse. They want to have a reason to say, yes, I believe he's guilty, but there is this technicality. Now, the problem with the technicality is it runs up against some of the evidence that was presented by House managers discussing people who had already resigned or people who had left office but were still impeached. Their argument is that if you commit an impeachable offense in your last few weeks in office, you do it with constitutional impunity. You get away with it. This would create a brand new January exception to the Constitution of the United States of America. And everyone can see immediately why this is so dangerous. It's an invitation to the president to take his best shot at anything he may want to do on his way out the door, including using violent means to lock that door. There are Republican leaders and advisors who have been saying that the words that recognize the accountability of Trump are important because the Republican Party and certainly the traditional members and leaders of the party want to preserve the Republican institution. One thing about Donald Trump, after all, he is literally and officially an outsider to the Republican Party. In fact, for a time, he considered himself a Democrat. And he's donated to both sides in the past. And yet now that the Republicans gave him that platform, he suddenly becomes, notwithstanding clearly, a shallow appreciation and imbibement of the values of the Republicans. He becomes the voice in the face of the Republicans. So in a way, there are Republicans who see him as a cancer, as something that has grown at the expense of its host. And so they want to be explicit about how they see him as responsible and therefore he cannot be the future of the Republican Party. Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. And in fact, he would be considered a threat to Republicans in the next election cycle because he could run for president again. Pero Carl, that's the political side. Are there any other motives or plans? One thing to look at is how Donald Trump ran his presidency and the tools of government when he was the president. And one was actually to compromise the Justice Department. We, we know that, for example, he instructed the FBI to aggressively investigate Antifa, but to not investigate supposed white supremacist groups. So now... With this impeachment, it becomes clear that he can be a target. This is a signal not only on the political plane, but on the legal, civil, criminal planes that pwede na siyang kasuhan. President Trump is still liable for everything he did while he was in office as an ordinary citizen. Unless the statute of limitations is run, still liable for everything he did while he's in office. What's possible here 
is that the Republican Party is trying to save itself from, as we said, something that has become much more powerful than its host. And at the same time, they are signaling and expressing to the incumbent government, the Joe Biden administration and all the agencies under it now, that if other agencies outside of Congress were to pursue their own investigations on the scandals and issues associated with Trump, even outside of the riots of the Capitol, they might find a non-obstructive Republican institution. Oh, basically fair game na. Uh, may cases currently being investigated to do with his taxes. A few months ago, lumabas yung tax returns niya. Uh, and famously, yung call niya with the Georgia Secretary of State asking for more votes. And all of those can be tried outside of impeachment proceedings. Maraming salamat, Carl Javier. Muli ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Teka-teka, Like Puma Podcast is on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura. It was edited by Carl Sayat. For more news stories, follow Teka-teka and follow Puma Podcast for our other podcasts. Maraming salamat po. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 